podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. We have the flagship show of the 1012 Network and partners with Sports Drink, your water cooler for all things sports and not sports, a fantastic podcast network in their own right. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for our first episode of 2023. We're starting this year off with a bang. We have a fantastic guest, Justin Carter, who covers Big 12 women's basketball for Her Hoop Sports, a fantastic site. We're going to talk quite a bit about the Big 12 contenders for this season, who's going to make it to the postseason in March. we got a lot to get to. We had another interview, a fantastic one, recapping our picks from the year, Daniel and Chris. Chris, this year's big winner, winner outright. We were going to pick the TCU-Georgia National Championship game because, of course, we were. Chris and I are on Georgia minus 12. Daniel's on the over 63. But... We didn't start the year off in, in that well because I forgot to hit record. So we didn't re-record because that is life. So here we are. A shorter episode than I originally planned. Look, the Big 12's got a lot of things going on. Oklahoma and Texas potentially leaving for the SEC in 2024. 2023 football schedule still not out, though the latest I have heard, and I have one source who is performing this to me, I trust my source, but only one, I haven't confirmed it, so I'm not going to give a date. I would just say, keep an eye out here in the next couple weeks. Keep an eye on things. I've heard some rumors about specific matchups, not enough to confirm any of them here. I would just say, keep an eye out for the next couple weeks. Yes, I believe Oklahoma and Texas leaving early is the reason for the latest delay. But we're going to get a schedule. We're going to have a season. We are calling this year the Big 12 Limited Edition because it does feel like for one year and one year only, this will be a 14-team conference, which sounds like a ton of fun, an absolute ton of fun, and I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But we still have a sports season to get through. Men's and women's basketball going strong. Baseball and softball coming soon. Wrestling still going. Lots of sports to cover. And we're going to do our best, as we always do, to cover all of them well. Let me say this real quick. Congratulations to TCU on being not only the first Big 12 team, but the first team from the state of Texas to make it to the national championship game since we got the expanded four-team playoff. TCU did it while there were still just four teams. TCU won a game in the playoff. Not Oklahoma, not Texas. TCU, the first one to do it. I'll be rocking my purple. I'll be wearing my purple home field. I'll be cheering for TCU because this is a big thing for the Big 12. It's not just a big thing for TCU. It is a good thing for the conference because it's not just a team making it. It's not Oklahoma or Texas making it. It's a TCU. It's a team that is currently in this conference and will remain in this conference making the national championship game in the current four-team model. doesn't matter what they do there. doesn't matter, matter if they get whipped by 20. They win by a point. They are in the national championship game. It is 
incredibly difficult to do. Count the teams who've actually achieved that goal so far. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Georgia, Oregon. Is it six? Did I miss one? I don't think I did. That's six teams. Now add TCU. Seven. It's incredible. And this is also big because, look, we were excited about Cincinnati coming in. Luke Fickle taking Cincinnati to the playoff. Huge achievement. Now Cincinnati is going to join the Big 12, but Luke Fickle is gone. I don't love everything that's happening as far as staffing and new coaching decisions there at Cincinnati. That luster has disappeared. Cincinnati should still be good, but it's not Luke Fickle anymore. But we have TCU. This is good for the Big 12. This is a win for the Big 12. And it, I get it. You're a Baylor fan. There's no way in hell you're rooting for TCU. You should be. Every Big 12 fan should be hoping TCU gets this win. Because it is only going to help the conference as a whole. Now, let me say this for TCU fans. I know you're enjoying this. I know you guys are on cloud nine. And this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to a program that's had a lot of greatest thing that's ever happened in the last 20 years. Enjoy it. And I mean really enjoy it. Enjoy this moment. Enjoy what is happening. Just be in it. It doesn't matter what happens in the national championship game. Just enjoy this moment. It doesn't happen, matter what happens next year or the year after or the next 10 years. Just enjoy this moment. Because that's all it might be. Now look, this is not a shot at Sonny Dykes. I do think he is doing an incredible job in Fort Worth. I do think they are recruiting well. I do think TCU has the sustainability to continue to be one of the best teams in the Big 12. I'm not saying they're not that they're going to get back to the national championship game. They might not. The playoffs going to expand here in 2024. I can see TCU being a regular fixture there in a 12-team playoff. I can see other Big 12 teams getting in on a regular basis as well. The Big 12 will be consistently represented in a 12-team playoff. But for TCU, the end can come quickly. This doesn't feel like a fluke, but you need to enjoy this year and not be spending time going, this is it. We're locked in. We're never going to lose. We're going to dominate the Big 12. Enjoy this season. Enjoy this time before the national championship game. You don't know when it could come again or if it will in your lifetime. So just relish it. Soak it up. Don't worry about what's coming. Don't worry about spring ball or next season or expectations or what the program should be expected to do moving forward under Sunny Dykes. Just enjoy this moment. Because it's an incredible moment. It's an awesome one. And I am thrilled for that fan base. No, we don't have a DCU podcast. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I hope to have a new podcast announcement here in the next couple of weeks. I'm very excited about it. We're working on that. We're going to work on a lot of things. For this network, this 1012 podcast network, 1012network.com, T-E-N-1-2-network.com will get you linked up to every show in the network, all 12 podcasts. Go there. Listen to all the shows. They're doing incredible work covering the Big 12, covering specific teams. Just fantastic stuff. I know I'm biased, but it doesn't mean I'm wrong. It doesn't. 1012network.com. We're on Twitter at 1012network, 1012pod on Instagram. I'll get better at posting on there. I will. A lot of things that we're going to be working on this year. I am excited about continuing to work to grow this. We appreciate all of you, our loyal listeners to this show 
to any of the shows in the network. We had a massive quanta college football season last year. Massive. Huge year. Amazing download numbers across the entire network because of all of you. This doesn't work if you guys don't listen. We put in the time and work for you because you listen, and we appreciate that and want to make this worth your time. Thank you very much. If you're a TCU fan, if you're a Big 12 fan, I know you all are, make sure you visit Homefield Apparel. Support the companies that support us and help us continue to do this. Go to Homefield Apparel. Pick up some gear. College basketball season is going strong. Just because the football season is about to be over doesn't mean it's not a perfect time to be rocking your home field apparel gear for TCU, Cincinnati, Houston, Texas, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Iowa State, BYU, Oklahoma State. Every Big 12 school's there. Promo code NETWORK12 gets you 15% off your first order. NETWORK12 for 15% off your first order. Go check them out. I keep rambling. I got, I got lots of thoughts in my brain about what the hell is going on at Oklahoma State right now. Men's basketball and, and just how utterly ridiculous the conference is this season. Like, they were great last year. It's better this year. It's stupid. Plus, Houston's going to be joining the conference. And look how fantastic they are. We're going to have plenty of time for all of that. For now, Justin Carter, Her Hoop Sports, covers Big Toll Women's Basketball. Fantastic interview with him. Check it out. Make sure you are subscribed to the show. Leave us a rating. Five stars, please. And a review. Look forward to reading some more of those here in the next few weeks. I would appreciate it. Again, thank you to everyone. I'm rocking. I'm rearing. I'm ready to go for 2023. We're going we're gonna to go strong. So with all that said, let's get to it. Boom. Bosco's Boys is here. I think we all wanted it. And the marriage is officially official. I'm so pumped to bring my show to the 1012 Network, Bosco's Boys, the most consistent K-State podcast out there. Over four years with at least one episode a week. Bringing live shows to the listeners and to the participants every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm pumped to be here, and I would love it if you guys came over to Bosco's Boys and gave us a listen. Because we are not Big J journos. This is a podcast by a fan and his dog for fellow K-State and Big 12 fans. And I can't wait to chop it up with all the members and fans of the 1012 Network. College basketball season underway. We're in conference play now in January. Big 12 men and women going strong. Multiple games under the belts for both sides. We're going to focus on the women's side today. Uh, if you don't know, there is a really good relationship between the Big 12 Conference and Her Hoop Stats. If you're not aware of Her Hoop Stats, they do an incredible job covering women's basketball, especially women's college basketball. And among the people who cover women's college basketball there is one individual who we have on the show today. He is responsible for the Big 12 bi-weekly newsletter that we subscribe to and read. I think he does an incredible job. So I'm very excited to have him join us here on the 1012 podcast today to talk about some Big 12 women hoops. Justin Carter, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, I'm gonna a little behind. Uh, this is the second time we've had to hit record on this. This is First podcast of 23. We are definitely getting all the kinks uh, out in this one. Uh, Justin, do me a favor. Just kind of how did you get into covering the Big 12 specifically when it comes to women's basketball? Yeah, so I've been covering women's basketball for like four or five years 
Um, and I was covering all of the Texas teams for a site called Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of Texas teams in the Big 12 and her hoop stats a few months ago was looking for new contributors and I reached out to them and um, just kind of, they needed a Big 12 person. I did some Big 12 stuff already. Now I'm doing all the Big 12 stuff. That's awesome. Uh, you do a great job. The newsletter is fantastic. It's why we wanted to have you on the show to talk about the Big 12 today. You know, we're just a few games into the conference schedule thus far. Um, and I think our our view on some teams is changing a little bit. Just overall, how do you view the Big 12 this season in comparison to the rest of, of the D1 college basketball? You know, I, I think some of the best basketball in the country is being played in the Big 12. Um, I think it's a really strong conference top to bottom. Um, I'm not sure there's necessarily like a national title contender there just because I think Stanford and South Carolina are a little above the rest of the entire country. Um, but I think there's teams that could make the final four there. I think there's you know, nine or so really solid teams in the big 12 that, you know, pound for pound against, you know, schools at their same level in other conferences could win. I think it's, I think it's fair. I think it is a deep conference. I mean, the men's side, it's not to the men's side as far as depth goes, that men's is absolutely ridiculous, but the women's side also, you said nine deep. I think that's probably fair. I might be a little less generous with you and say maybe eight, maybe seven. We'll see how some things go the next couple of weeks. Uh, but look, um, Shout out to CBB Analytics, the site that we will be working with this season to provide us with some analytical site for both the men and women. Do an incredible job. Very happy to be working with them. Uh, their net rating for the Big 12, which measures their net rating, which measures the team's point differential. It's points scored minus points allowed uh, per 100 possessions. I mean, you look at the Big 12, four teams are, are in the, uh, the 90th percentile. Uh, and then outside of the TCU at the bottom, everyone's at worst 79th percentile, 80th percentile or better in all of college basketball. This is a deep and a good conference. Like TCU six and six, not, not great. I think they just, I think we've got to actually make that six and seven with the loss to Texas uh, tonight, but looking at the rest of, of the big 12, I mean, if you had to fill out a bracket today, how many big 12 teams do you actually see going dancing in March? Hmm. Let's see. Um, I mean, Texas, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Kansas, for sure, I think are the ones I see. I think Kansas State has the talent to get there, too. Um, it's just going to depend on how things shake out in conference play. I, I, but I would say, you know, up to six. And it's fair. And it's fair. I, I, you, you mentioned Oklahoma as a for sure. And, and, and I, I get that with the record. Looking at Oklahoma, and I think they put up a pretty decent fight against Baylor on Wednesday, but this is a team who offensively is very, very good. Defensively is an issue. I mean, we're talking about them as a lock, but do you do you see any enough of an issue with the defense that's being played in Norman this season that while we feel very comfortable right now, maybe we shouldn't be as comfortable or as confident in them with as, as poor as they're playing on that side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of downgraded my confidence in them this week um, just because, you know, the defense is one of the worst among the power conference schools in all of the country. I think 
not I hadn't haven't checked how it changed from yesterday, but I think only Arizona State allowed more points per game than Oklahoma among power conference schools. So that's a concern. Um, but I think the offense, the offense is definitely good enough for them to beat up on like Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Kansas State, TCU enough to get them in the tournament. I thought until very recently they could possibly win the conference. I no longer think that. Um, after just, I don't know, their, their, their lows are pretty low. Um, that first quarter against Baylor last night, I think it was like 26-5 or something like that after the first quarter because Oklahoma's offense stalled out and their defense can't stop a good team. Um, but I, they're, they're, a, they're a tournament team. They're not contenders in the same way I thought they could have been, but they'll be there in March. I think it's fair. I got, again, CBB analytics, shout out to them. Uh, offensive rating 94th percentile at 109.7. This is a very good offense. Defensive rating 93.5, 35th percentile. Uh, obviously, <laughs> not where you want to be. You, you, you mentioned the West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU seem like the teams are most likely to finish towards the bottom of the conference. Do you see any of those teams? I mean, we didn't list them among the teams making the tournament, but are, are there any there where you say maybe a little tweak here or a little tweak there, and this team is is close to kind of turning things around and heading towards a potential postseason berth, or do they just have too many key issues right now? Um, I mean, I never say never, but I, I just think, with how good the top of the Big 12 is, it's going to be tough even if things click a little more for those teams to really get kind of back in that picture. I mean, there's talent on every team in this conference. Um, and I think a team like Texas Tech has shown some huge improvement this year from what they did last year, but I think some of those teams are still a little too far off from getting past conference play. It does feel like the depth is there, but it is also fairly top heavy with the talent you see mm -hmm. in the big time. I mean, we just look at what happened on Wednesday night. I mean, you talked about Texas tech. They've seemed like they're good, but they go on the road to a surprisingly really good Kansas team and get blown out. Uh, West Virginia on the road at a really good Iowa state team, get blown out. TCU hosts Texas. It's a, it's a 12 point loss. Oklahoma state goes on the road to a Kansas state team that I think is better than we expected. Given the, uh, given the injury loss that they had in the end of the season loses by, by double digits. It does feel like the top of this conference is pretty good. Looking at the contenders, Texas, Baylor, Iowa state and Kansas. To me, you mentioned an Oklahoma, no longer there. I, I think that's fair. I, I don't think I would put Kansas state among the, the, the contenders for the regular season title either. I think this is a four team race of those that I just listed, of course, being the Longhorns, the bears, the Jayhawks and the Cyclones. Uh, who do you think right now is kind of in that driver's seat? And, and, or do you see a couple of teams where it's really undecided at this point? I think Iowa State is, I, to me right now, kind of the clear favorite. Um, they, we said they, you said they blew out West Virginia and the final score shows that, but they did kind of struggle in the first couple quarters, um, which got me a little concerned. I was like, What's, what are the Cyclones doing here? Um, cause I think, I mean, my one concern with Iowa state that could 
let someone else win the conference is I want to see their defensive improvements this year continue as their competition gets tougher. Um, they've played really well on both sides of the ball, but I don't know. I mean, I think I've always seen a little above every, the other three. Um, I think if anyone can beat them, I know they're not ranked right now, but Texas has been playing really, really well. Um, they're one of the best defenses in the country. They have most of their team back. Um, I think they could put up a fight just because they can kind of stall and grind out against anyone. But I still think Iowa State's a little ahead of everyone. Now you mentioned Iowa State's defense. CBB Analytics has their uh, defensive rating at 86.6, which is 68th percentile. The other three contenders all in the 94th percentile or higher, that being Kansas, Baylor, and Texas. So I, I, as much as I like Iowa State as well, I do kind of wonder how they're going to look, especially on the road. It's tough to play on the road in the Big 12. Some better defensive teams, it seems like, they'll have to face off against. Texas at, at 10-4, and four, they really struggled to the start of this year. You know, they, they, they lose to UConn, which is fine. That's understandable. But then they drop a game to Marquette. They lose a game to Louisville. They lose a game to Rutgers. Then they lose a game to South Florida. Like it, They've turned things around, it seems. But I don't think they've played quite the level of competition as they did in that very difficult non-conference. I mean, to start conference play, TCU win, okay. Kansas State, I like them. It's been a while since they played a team I actually thought might challenge them. It's going to be a couple more weeks, but they've got Kansas and Iowa State coming up in back-to-back games. Um, obviously, they're going to have both those teams as well as Baylor two times. Uh, the ratings all tell me that, that Texas is really good, but those four losses are concerning. I mean, what do you think has kind of led to this turnaround or is it just, is it just the level of competition or is this actually a positive sign for the Texas program heading into the back half of the season? Well, so for those, for that, the three game losing streak they had earlier, they didn't have their point guard, Rory Horman for that. Um, and they just looked disjointed without her. Um, but I think as soon as she got back, they've only lost once with her in the lineup. Um, she just really kind of smoothed a lot of their offensive issues by being able to, I don't know, dribble a basketball. That was an issue when she was out. They didn't really have anyone who could bring the ball up and um, initiate a normal offense. Um, but with her back, I, things are, yeah, South Florida, I think is the only loss they have with her in the lineup. And I, I think the Bulls are a, maybe the best mid-major team or top five mid-major team in the country. Um, so I don't want to read too much into that loss. I don't know. I think at full strength, they're a really good basketball team. I definitely think it's one to keep an eye on. I I, like, I think Iowa State's a good pick to win the conference regular season. Um, I think... I think Texas is the team to keep an eye on to, to challenge them. But I, I, again, Kansas has had a very surprising start to the season. They've looked really good. They've got some really good wins. Their only loss, a triple overtime loss to Nebraska. I mean, 
this has been a good Kansas squad to start the season. I, where where has this kind of come from for them? It's not that they were bad last year. I thought they were a a good team last year, but they've they've taken a big jump uh, in, in this season. Yeah, I mean their defense, I think, has really played well. There, I think their defensive rating is what ninety fourth percentile, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they haven't played the toughest team. So it's been, I think, easy for them to kind of beat up on some of those opponents. Um, they do have that one really good win against Arizona where they beat them by like 27 or something like that. On the road, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I, Kansas is still kind of a mystery to me in the sense that like it wasn't the toughest non-conference. They, they beat who they needed to beat. Nebraska, The Nebraska game... It was on the road and took three overtimes, um, but I don't know. I don't. I. I. I'm not. I. I want to see Kansas get to some of those tougher Big Twelve games before I really know what I think of that team. You won't have to wait long. They've got a three-game stretch that starts this Saturday, home against Baylor, on the road at Texas, and on the road at Oklahoma. So I, I really think we should learn a lot more about Kansas here. Uh, over the next uh, over the next week, I just I think it's a fun story. I think it's it's cool to see Kansas. Kind of this year reminds me of Iowa State last year of a really good team. I, I'm hoping they'll stay towards the top the top of the standings. I'm not sure if they can pull it off, but I mean we've got a real four team race. It's just nice to see for the Big Twelve to to not it not just be it's Baylor's conference and everybody else, and you're all fighting for second. To actually see, you know, it feels like potentially we didn't get it last year. We thought last year might be the year Baylor won the regular season again. Is this year the Baylor streak finally ends? Well, we haven't really talked about the Bears that much. I mean, this is still a solid team. They played a difficult non-conference schedule. You can't really, you know, balk at the losses. But is this a we're just so excited about all the other teams that are in contention here? We're not talking about Baylor and, and why we have another situation like last year where they, you know, we're sitting here at the end of the season and they've kind of snuck up and won the conference again. I don't think so, just because Baylor's got probably the worst injury luck in the conference right now. Um they brought in two really kind of big name transfers in the offseason. One of them, Rayuna Edwards, out of Kentucky, hasn't played yet, and it kind of sounds like we're not going to see her at all this year. And then Asia Blackwell from Missouri um, has been dealing with a foot issue, and she's missed a lot of time. She came back and then played a couple games coming off the bench and then has missed, I think, three games since then. I just think the injury situation there is kind of – probably going to doom their chances of winning their I don't know 100th straight regular season title or whatever it would be at this point streak finally coming to an end that's uh, something the rest of the Big 12 will be very excited to hear I I do think this should be an interesting race this season do you and look conferences are often judged by the top of the conference, right? Depth is good. We love depth, um, but it's often judged by the top. How do you view the top of the Big 12 versus the top of like the, big, the Pac-12 and the SEC? Do you see a national title contender in the Big 12 this year, or is this just a really good Big 12 who should have that's deep and should have a lot of teams playing come March? I see Elite Eight contenders, maybe Final Four contenders in the Big 12. I just think this year feels like South Carolina and Stanford on a collision course to meet the national title game. Um, so I don't necessarily think 
you know, an Iowa State or a Texas wins it all. But I, I mean, I guess injuries happen, things happen. Um, I think the top of the Big 12 is a strong top of the Big top of a conference. Um, it's just, I think there's a couple of teams out there in the country who can kind of block their path to reaching the very, very top. Justin, man, I appreciate you coming on the show today and, and spending some time with us to talk about some Big 12 women's hoops. Like I said, you do an incredible job covering the Big 12 for Who Hoop Stats. For those who want to check out your work, for those who want to sign up for the newsletter, which I would suggest you all do, especially if you're Big 12 basketball fans or just Big 12 fans in general, uh, where can people go and do that? Yeah, if you want to go um, sign up for the Her Hoop Stats newsletter, you can go to herhoopstats.substack.com. That's where we have our newsletter at to subscribe. Um, you also can go to the main Her Hoop Stats website to um, subscribe to all the stat packages that are there. There's a lot of great um, stats to help kind of explain what's happening in women's basketball. There are not very many sites that really focus on women's basketball, especially college women's college basketball. Uh, I, I, I'd say I could count them all on the number of fingers on one hand uh, if I was a three-fingered man. And Her Hoop Stats is absolutely one of them. You guys do an incredible job over there. Uh, don't forget, you can also follow Justin on Twitter at JustCarts, J-U-S-T-A-R-T-S. Go give him a follow. Go subscribe to the newsletter. I absolutely think that it is worth your time. Justin, thank you so much for uh, for loaning us some of your time to talk about uh, Big 12 Women's Basketball. Can't wait to have you back on the show again soon uh, to talk some more uh, Big 12 Women's Hoops. Yeah, thanks for having me. Podcast Network.